With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It is Saturday once again, and we are here this morning to simply pray. Good morning, and thank you for joining us this morning for the prayer call. My name is Prophetess Rhonda Hammond, and we are here this morning to simply pray and just talk about some good stuff. But I want to, if you can give me just a minute, just a minute. We hope you guys had a really awesome week and just uh, spending some time or have spent some time with God and just talking to him as we always encourage you to do. But we are here this morning, it won't be before you long, but just talking about the word that God gave me this morning. I'm always up early in the morning just praying, and and I I tell you guys, I'm an intercessor. Praying and talking to God and saying, what, you know, what are we talking about this week, God? And um, I had some things in mind earlier uh, in this week, and um, God gave me this word this morning, and so we're going to talk about it. I think it's going to bless. Um, you all, especially just where you are in some things. And it's a conversation that I've heard, you know, quite often um, the last month or so, Um, but I hope that it will bless you. The the word that God woke me up with this morning is the word infertility. And uh, when I think of that, when you think of infertility, you immediately think of uh, barrenness, someone that's not able um, to have a child, uh, child-bearing. But I looked up the definition, and there's some things that I want you all to think about. And we're going to go to a very popular story in the Bible, um, but be able to pull some things out of it in a different way. Definition of infertility is not fertile, unproductive, sterile, barren, infertile soil. I I want us to focus on the word unproductive and um, not fertile. And just thinking about where you are in your life as it is right now. And let us pray for a second before we go into this message. God, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, giving us a day that we've never seen, Lord God, that we ask you to just be with us as we give this message before we pray this morning on the prayer call, Lord God. And everybody that comes to this call, whether now or yesterday or in the future, let them come and be able to abstract and get something that they need for their lives that will forever change them. We thank you, Lord God, that we continue to decrease as you increase. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to go to First Samuel chapter 1, and our scripture is going to be in 10, but I want to just give you a little bit of the story. Elkanai is married to Penina, and Hannah, the Lord has been speaking Hannah to my life in the last couple of months. She's written all of my books. And so Penina um, has children, and um, Hannah does not. She is unproductive and, and unfertile, infertile. And Elkanai um, gives, and he presents a sacrifice, and he gives Penina meat um, to each of her children. 
And then he loves Hannah. This is, I'm going to give you a little backdrop. Um, he gives her only a choice portion. And so Penina would, would taunt Hannah. And we talked about it just on the, on the call before about how Penina would provoke Hannah. And mostly, uh, oftentimes, it takes some things to provoke us to move into what God has called us to do. Um, year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah, and they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be there, she would produce tears and would not even eat. And, and Elkanai says to her, why do you cry, Hannah? Why aren't you eating? Why are you downhearted? And just because you have no children, you have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Isn't that a question a man would ask you? <laughs> you are crying because you don't have kids, but you have me. So I want to go down to verse ten, and that's where we're going to focus. And um, after the sacrifice, after the sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. And Eli, the priest, was sitting in at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. In verse 10, Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give back, I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign of that, he will have been dedicated to you, Lord, to, to the Lord, and his hair will never be cut. As she was praying the Lord to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, and he thought that she'd been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. And she says to him in 15, oh, no, sir. She replied, I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I'm very discouraged, and I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord. And in 16, don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. And here's the, the kicker. In 17, it says, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. And she says, oh, thank you, Sarah, she explained. And then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. I, I I want to think about many things with this scripture because um, there's so many things about anguish, and she went to go pray. So this call is about is just going and simply praying, and hopefully simply simply praying will take you into a relationship with God like never before because um, that has been my experience. Sometimes just like Hannah, you are anguished and bitter and sad and discontented, and you go before God, and you are crying out. And I would say that I think she hit a rock bottom, a rock bottom point. Here, up and I asked her, aren't you happy? Why are you sad that, you know, you have me even though you can't have children? I think Hannah said, I've had enough. I want to talk to you real quick about rock bottoms because the word infertility not only means about not being fertile and whomever is on the call, maybe your desire to have a baby, not just about having a baby, but being unproductive and those things that God has called you to do. And and I heard it yesterday on a prayer call. My uh, prayer mentor, she talked about all these things that you have on your vision board and not even knowing doing that. And I think about my vision board, my vision boards, and all the things that I have on them and moving into a place of actually 
getting some things done. I always tell people in workshops and vision boards that some things come really quickly, you get them out and you put them on paper and they manifest that something takes conscious work to get those done. I think that Hannah hit a rock bottom. I want to give you some examples of rock bottom because I know what that rock bottom is for me. Some of you know if you were here the first time or you've been following us for years, that rock bottom for me was losing weight. And I'm, at a, I'm always at rock bottoms. The rock bottom is, is a change. It's at the very lowest level. A rock bottom could involve a, a job loss, a relationship breakup, remorse over particularly bad behavior, um, legal problems, loss of friendship, deterioration of the health or warnings from a doctor, loss of accommodations if you lost your home, mental breakdown, financial problems, social embarrassment, and the list can go on. What is the rock bottom? I believe that Hannah had a rock bottom when she went to go pray. And here, help and I is like, am I enough? Sometimes your situation is just not enough, and you have to go and pray in front of God and be really honest. And I use that word discontent because I talked about it, and it was on my devotional. I get up and read devotionals at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. It talks about getting really honest with God and telling him where you are and this is true feelings, not that he doesn't already know it. I said to my girlfriend, not that he didn't already know that I was going out there to that water that day and telling him, listen, I am upset, I am angry, I don't know what to do with this, why do you have me here? He's already written that conversation, and it's like, okay, I, you come on out here and let's talk about it. That, for me, was a rock-bottom point because it takes you into a place of different prayer. And so I love Hannah where she says, I'm going into the temple and she's going to pray. And I felt like I lost my little spot. Um, she says that as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Now, Eli's there, and I love this because it, it shows us immediately the prayer of agreement. He thinks that she's drunk because I, I can imagine when we're speaking in our prayer language and we're, you know, under our voices, this is me all the time. I'm, I'm talking in my prayer language, and I'm, you know, you can see me moving, God, to keep this place, you know, this and this and this, and I'm talking to God. And someone would say, what is she doing? And here, this is Hannah, like, I'm praying, and I'm and my voice is low, and Eli thinks that she's drunk, and he says, throw it away, and she says, I haven't been drinking. I'm pouring my heart out to the Lord. Isn't that all of us? I'm praying. Like, I can't just pray in the morning before I go. I'm in, in, you know, in prayer, talking to God all day. And she says, don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Sorrow, because this thing is not moving. And, and Lord, I'm asking you, but here is where we connect last week's call. We talked about cornucopia to this week's call. And last week we talked about cornucopia and the horn of plenty and thy will be done. Because I've always felt Matthew 6 where the Lord says, thy will be done, and, and where he wanted us to speak. We're right back here again. In this prayer for Hannah, she goes and she says, he will be yours for his entire lifetime as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord. His hair will never be cut. She made a vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, I, if you look upon me, you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me this son, then I will give him back to you. I think about that often, and I have to laugh because I have two sons, and I'm always talking to God. God, I share with them this year some of the prayers that I have covering them. This is how I talk to God over you guys because you're men, and I just see you as men and flourishing and just successful in all of these things. And whatever it looks like now, you are covered in prayer. 
But that part of that will is they are not my, they are my children to store, but they are literally grown now. And I have to, I had to give them to God long time ago, all of my children. That is a vow that the very thing, so it's not just children, it's the very thing that God gives you, you steward it, but you have to. There's a time where God will make things uncomfortable and move some things around, and you will have to say that will be done. It is complete surrender in all situations. We talked about the loss of job or relationship breakup, legal problems, financial problems. What is it that's going on in your life? Infertility is unproductive. It's not working. There's nothing producing in the situation that you have to be at your rock bottom and say, God, whether it looks like you're throwing up your hands, whether it looks like you're going to go seek wise counsel, whether it looks like you're on your knees early in the morning, whatever step that you have to take, it is thy will be done. Thy will be done. And so when I think about Hannah, God, she, he's been speaking to me about her all year. And I even want to talk about Hannah and thy will be done and giving the vow back to God. Vowing over everything that is ours, and, and this can get real deep. You know, we talk about finances and all of that stuff. I often laugh when people um, talk about marriage. And I wish um, that more people would talk about the, the ministry of marriage and how it's not just, oh, I'm going to get married and, oh, this and this and this. There's such a sacrifice in coming together and taking care of and making sure that your husband is straight and him doing the same thing. It is that will be done. It is a vow that you give to God that he um, that you give the marriage back to God. And so even I want to say that that was not listed in the, the uh, end all, be all, in the rock bottom, but it's your very lowest level, and maybe you're experiencing something in that area. It's this relationship or breakup. But that marriage is a ministry. It's such a ministry that you are covering your husband. You are covering your household. All of these things God gives you is a ministry. And so we love how Hannah gives us this example that she gives and makes a vow to God and gives the child back. Lord, if you answer my prayer, I will give it back to you. And as a sign of that, he will be dedicated to you, and she would never cut off his hair. We know that Daniel is one of the greatest prophets. And um, that by Hannah getting to the point of anguish, we love how God shows us that illustration that Eli is there in prayer of agreement. And 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 to top it off, he says, okay, well, she says, well, thank you, sir. She exclaimed, and then she went back and she began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. I believe in that point, Hannah released the thing. She was okay because she prayed about it in anguish and, and all that she had going on in anger, but she gave it over to God, and that's the thing that we have to do. There are many times that we are facing many things and praying about things, but we just have to give it to God and get on the floor and pray and talk to God and then leave that thing there. And sometimes it takes a couple of times, but I love how it says, and she says she went to go eat again, and she was no longer sad. There was a release in that. There was an ownership of it to give it back to God. God, you gave me all this stuff, and I'm going through all these things, and you know and I'm struggling in this stuff, God, I give it back to you. I release it back to you. So today we wanted to talk to you about being unproductive, infertile, wherever you are. If your desire is infertility is to have a child, then give that thing back to God. As Hannah showed us, dedicate that baby back to God. You never know the assignment on your child. I mean, look at who you are today and where God has brought you from. And I don't know about you, but my testimony is that I've come from a, a wretched place 
in God, very lost, very rebellious, wanting to do whatever I wanted to do, drinking, all those things, you name it. And God has completely turned my life around and is not exactly done. He still has work to do in me. What is he doing with your child? What is the mandate and the call that he has on your child, the child that you are desiring to have? But not just your child, the ministry that you have, the the book that you have. And I'm even speaking to myself, being unproductive, infertile, barren, not producing, infertility, not birthing out the thing that God has called you to do or the, the vision that he is giving you. We wanted to talk to you today about that word, infertility, because he gave it. Um, to us this morning. I want to give you um, just a little reading to think about, and then we are going to go to prayer. Sometimes when we give our wills over to God, um, the thought of turning over our will and our life can be uh, attractive. And when we give to our dependence and our compulsions, aren't we giving control over to another? Aren't we in some way giving up personal responsibility to our life? When we are overwhelmed and want to escape, um, we can it can make us feel strong, safe, attractive, powerful, and happy. So in a sense, we are very comfortable with the thought of giving up control or our will in our life. But we can take the steps to change our focus and turn our life over to God instead of reverting to the hiding places of the past. Apostle Paul touched on the contrast when he said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's in Ephesians 5 and 18. When we are overwhelmed and in need of some kind of escape, we have a new place to turn, can David declare. The Lord is our shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in the time of trouble. Thank you. Amen. Those who know your name trust you. For you, O oh Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. And that's Psalms 9, 9 through 10. We wanted to talk about today that giving up control, giving over your will. But God wants to take you into a new place with him. Look at what happened when Hannah decided to get up and go in the tabernacle and pray a prayer I can imagine because I know the prayers that I've prayed over my life, those those ground-shaking prayers where I'm like, God, I am hurt. I am um, everything above, and I need your help. And the situation turns around. She literally went, and the next thing you know, she was um, pregnant with Samuel. He's one of the greatest prophets. And she was able um, to watch him do many things and dedicate him to God. And so today we say whatever is infertile in your life, ministry, um, just some things that you have on the table. Maybe you're trying to buy a house, and I remember going back and cleaning up credit. You know, relationships are just in dismay and legal problems and you are so frazzled and stressed out and not taking time for yourself. Social embarrassment where, you know, you've, you've experienced some things where your reputation is just um, um, altered. You know, just going in front of God and giving him all of those things and being able to stand back up. Like she said, she went back to eat and she wasn't sad anymore. We want to give you this today that God is in control of every infertile situation in your life. Anything that is infertile, unproductive, anything that you are facing where it's infertility, where it's just not growing, that you can flourish in God, but we ask you that you give it over to prayer. We want to thank you for joining us this morning on the prayer call. Um, We want to open it up for any um, prayer requests, and then uh, we want to go in prayer. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you all for joining us this morning for this Simply Pray prayer call. Hopefully you got something out of it. And just to recap, it was um, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we went from the first to the 13th verse. Our key verses, uh, chapter, verses 10, where Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Hopefully you think about whatever you are going through today, that deep anguish, that deep anguish, I will tell you, my word is discontentment, and I've been sharing this story, and, and hopefully God will let me give this testimony in, a, um, in another place. But in the last month, I've been talking about my discontentment and how that discontentment took me out to the water um, in our development and how I just prayed and stood there and just cried and talked to God about some things that I just didn't understand or didn't like and just cried out to him. I believe discontentment takes us just like Nina um, frustrated and provoked Hannah to a place where she would pray. And I believe, looking back at it in the conversation that I had, that sometimes God has to do some things in our life. We will not move unless he alters some things. And he has to put some things in our way that would make us completely frustrated so we do not go back there again. And if you look at your life, there's some things, sometimes maybe you may move fast, but some of us are very comfortable in the places that we are, and we won't stretch if we don't have to. And he puts us in situations to even help us realize that there's more in you that you even know. Your capacity is bigger because I've built you, and you don't even know that you have all of this in you. And so when we look back, when I look back over things, it's a place of frustration, but it's a place that, is, that will take you to a new place in him. It generates a prayer like no other, and you will never forget that prayer, just like Hannah, I'm sure. When she looked back, she said, listen, this is the prayer that gave me the son. And so whatever you have on the altar today that you are asking God for, to put that thing on the altar today, amen. God, we just so thank you this morning for waking us up, Lord God. We thank you for an opportunity to come to you today in prayer. We thank you for those who have joined us on the prayer line this morning, Lord God, and are quietly in the background, Lord God. But if they got on the prayer call this morning, I'm sure that they're seeking you early in the morning. And so, God, we ask that you bless them. God, bless their households. Bless their coverings, Lord God. Bless their cars as they go out, Lord God. Bless their cupboards, Lord God. Fill it with increase, Lord God. As we talked about last week, the horn of plenty, the manifestation of abundance, Lord God, that you would impact them in such a way, Lord God, I thank you for the word that you even gave me earlier this morning, and we've been talking about it, about the wealth transfer, Lord God, that let that be the thing that would go on, that some of us, God, have been so faithful and sacrificing and moving in the things that you, Lord God, and still in a place of stagnant, and things are not moving, Lord God, and some of us are waiting for um, just some things and doors to open up so that we can do some incredible things in you, God. So we thank you for the wealth transfer. We claim that today, God, in your name, Jesus. Lord God, that you would put it in the hands of the righteous, Lord God, that there's so much going on in our country right now, Lord God, but we pray that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we so speak to you today, Lord God, and we give you this day a day that we've never seen before as we get up and put our clothes on. 
we walk with you, God. As we go and start getting ready and everything, that we're having conversations with you, God. We are in constant relationship with you. Don't take your presence away from us, God. We thank you, Lord God, for your love that is unfailing, Lord God, for your presence, God, for your divine health, for just keeping us through the night, Lord God, and letting us sleep and slumber, Lord God, and wake up, Lord God. They're not new bodies, Lord God. We're new in you because every day, God, we're learning something in you, God. Give us a word for today, God, that would change us, Lord God. We thank you for just showing us in Hannah's low point, Lord God, in her lowest point, God, she went into the temple to pray. And, God, you change the situation. And, God, and Samuel's story is just so great. And she's the mother, God. She got up and made a decision that I had enough. I'm, I'm burdened. I'm anguished. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Whatever she was feeling, and she went and got in front of you and prayed and sought and, and dedicated that child to you, Lord God. So whatever we have today, God, that you have given us the ability to be stewards over, if it's marriage, Lord God, our children, Lord God, our homes, our legal issues that we're going through, the jobs that we work on, Lord God, that we're supposed to be there to be an encouragement, Lord God, that we're supposed to be on guard, praying for the people in which we work for, the establishment, Lord God, for all the income to come in, God, for people and customers that we talk to, Lord God, that we're supposed to be there to be difference makers. Every place that you have assigned us to, God, let us be difference makers, Lord God. God, let it be fertile places, Lord God, and not unproductive and not um, barren, Lord God, that you would give us an opportunity to burst some things out in you for your glory, for your name. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for your people, God. We pray a special blessing over them today, that they would go out, Lord God, and you would send their angels of protection to cover them, Lord God. We thank you even last week, God, you showed us these angels, Lord God, that don't even move directions, they just go forward. And in that lesson, Lord God, we even learn to just keep on moving. There will be things that will set us back, Lord God, some things that will knock us off, Lord God, but we need to move forward. Even as you showed me before, the kangaroo moves forward. It doesn't move backwards, God. There's so many things that you show us, God, that keep on moving forward, God. And so today, God, we ask you to give us a forward blessing, Lord God, so that we would be productive, God, that everything that is infertile in our life, that you would tear those things down. And, Lord God, you would move us into a place of divine possibility, Lord God, divine opportunities, Lord God, doors that would open, Lord God, your grace be upon us in favor, unmerited favor, Lord God, like never before, We thank you, God, for just all that you are doing, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is always talking to us, God. I so bless you, God, for where you brought us from from before and where you have us today, God. But great is our faithfulness, God. And I give this, um, this pledge to you, God, that we would continue to run on, God, to see what the end is going to be, Lord God, that we would not faint and back down and give up, Lord God, that you have great things in store for us today. And so, God, we thank you for this prayer. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you one more time, to open up our mouths, God, and to give you praise, Lord God, that the heavens would hear it. Lord God, we thank you for all things manifested, God. Thank you for the things that are working in the background that we have no idea about that will come in the time in which you've appointed it. And so we thank you for this prayer today. Bless our lives, God. 
Bless our hearts, Lord God, that we would not be cast down, Lord God, that you would awaken a place in us like never before. And, God, that we would get up and move. God, if we take five minutes every day to work on that thing that you called us to do, God, so it wouldn't overwhelm us, God. And some of us are in a place where we're like, this thing is not going to work, or I've done it this way before, God. But put a new anointing on us, Lord God. Give us a new thought pattern, Lord God, and bring us some people that would help change our mindset, Lord God. Change our camps, Lord God, our environment, Lord God. The things that we watch, Lord God, rearrange our houses, and we give all those things to you today. God, we thank you again for this prayer. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord God. We honor you, and we so bless you because you are the most high God. You are El Shaddai, Lord God, and we thank you for you being all-sufficient, supplying everything that we need. And when it looks like we're in a place that there's not enough, there's always enough, God. God, you showed us with the horn of plenty that you've always provided for us, Lord God. Philippians 4 and 19, Lord God, you, you um, uh, excuse me, give according to your riches and glory, Lord God, and so you provide for us. And so we thank you today. And God, we give you all praises and honor. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Goodness, I got a little um, stuffy this morning. If you guys are struggling, we pray over that too because there's this, um, a sickness that's going around. And so I just got a little stuffy while I was praying. Amen. Um, but we want to give you guys this thing that we, um, we talk about often on this prayer call before we go. I always make this comment about be sick and be blessed in God. And um, fit actually means faith-led, inspired transformation, and it, it has to do with an acronym that God has given me for my, my weight loss journey, my wellness journey. I don't like to say weight loss all the time. It's just wellness because it, it, it encompasses so much more than just weight loss. And when I look at that word fit, uh, the Lord brought it back across my path this week because I'm in a class, and I saw fit again. And I want to give this to you. Um, this is something to think about this week as you move forward as you lead this prayer call. Um, another acronym for FIT is fervent, Fervently Interceding for Your Tribe. And I thought about it all week because I was like, God, give me something about the intercession of this prayer call. Because I'm always encouraging you to pray, to pray, to pray. And one of the things I know, um, Hannah prays for her situation. And there will, time, there will be times where you pray for your situation. But what I do know about intercession is when you get your when you get time to get off of yourself and your own stuff, God gives you other people to pray for. And there's there's this assurance in intercession that if God gives me the opportunity and an assignment to pray for other people, He takes care of myself. And so I really never have to worry about myself. I bring stuff to Him and say, God, I'm concerned about this and help me understand this. But I'm always going back to God, help this person, and God, you know, I pray for this person. And, you know, I'm on prayer um, phone calls at work, and, and they'll proceed to tell me different things about their illnesses and things. And I'm like, Lord, I go into intercession in my heart, in my spirit, to pray for them. The tribe is fervently pray. Fervently pray is that fervency. Just go after and get get in front of God and fervently pray with, like, that tenacity that God I'm praying for um, this situation. And, and, you know, interceding is just intercession. It's intermediary, getting in the middle and praying for someone else. And the tribe, I have this book, uh, Tribal Leadership, and, and it talks about your influence, the tribes that you have assigned to you. We have so many tribes. 
And sometimes I'm even surprised at the tribes that I have where people will come up and there's people that touch their lives from years back and they come back and they say, oh, this is going on. And I want to tell you about this. There's people that God has God has assigned you to your tribe, whether it's your church or your job. There's people. Intercede for those people. Be fit and be blessed in God. It's that wellness opportunity, but it's also going in front of him and making a difference in prayer. It's another place in prayer that you simply do not want to miss. It's what this call is about, where God is just, I think about about this prayer call and how it started with the conference and it started with 15 minutes and it just went to a different place in him because my heart is to um, pray for his people and intercede for his people. And that, maybe that's not your place, but I will tell you that when you get yourself in a place of praying for others, it takes you out of the way and gets you um, handling and helping someone else, and God always takes care of yourself. So I'll say it again, it's fervently interceding for your tribe. It's being fit. And so when you leave this call today, it's not just about your wellness journey, which I hope that you would take advantage of that today too and go out and walk or do whatever you have to do, even if it's cold. I was out last night, it was like 26 degrees, it was freezing. But I desire to be fit in God in this body that he's given me. But be fit in God, fervently intercede for the tribes, the people that God has assigned you to. Amen. So we thank you for joining us for the prayer call. As we always say, again, (laughs) be fit and be blessed in God. Have an amazing time. We'll put this call up. Amazing time today. We'll put this call up on the Facebook e-group on Facebook. And as you guys know, I uh, mentioned last week, the YouTube page uh, will be going up. We got our banner made, and I'm so excited about this banner. Like, it's so awesome when you coordinate with someone and go back and forth and ask, and, and you know, you, I'm coming out of my colors, the pink and black, and just doing some new things and getting ready for this Simply Pray book. So I ask you guys to just keep us in prayer as God takes us out of our comfort zone with the whole marketing of prayer and all of that good stuff. So we'll have the YouTube page, and you can always listen to that and, and keep on going. So have an amazing day. Bundle up, and I will talk to you guys next week. Be amazing. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.